Are you ready to discover who you came here to be? Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. Human Design is a system and a tool that is here to empower you and show you your greatest potential. Come learn with us and discover who you really are. Hello, Human Design and Astro Club. Crystal here, and I want to let you know about some new offers that I have cooking in my kitchen and Leah has selected in her market. Some offers we've had for a while and some are brand new, and you might be hearing it here first, so listen closely. Our first offer is completely free. Yep, that's right. We have put together basically a cheat sheet to help you honor your strategy and authority. And with both Lee and I having the channel of surrender, we have developed tips and tricks to helping you really align to your design. And it's called Tips and Tricks to Honoring Your Strategy and Authority. And you can pick that up in the show notes down below. Now, our second offer is the next level up. After you've been honoring your strategy and authority, you then want to understand the details of your chart. You want to understand the details of learning the language of human design. So we've come up with a manual called Your User Manual to Your True Self. And we've created very easy to understand images and key terms on what makes up human design and the human design chart. If you're looking to understand your chart, the body graph, and the key terms of human design, this manual is for you and you can pick it up in the show notes down below. Now our next offer for you is on the variables or like what we like to call the four transformations. And we've created many easy to digest a la carte and bundles on determination, which is your unique eating style, cognition, which is your super sense and the way your body interprets frequency, and then environment, which is where you feel whole, complete, and where you will reach your version of success on this material plane. You can pick up your variable class or bundle in the show notes down below, and please make sure you are on our email list for our variable intensive that's starting in spring. A wait list will be dropping very soon. Our next offer is our kids class called Nurture Your Child Through Their Design. And it's all about the energy types through the lens of a child. This is a great for anyone who wants to better understand how to support your child's design or even the little you um, and help you nurture that inner child. This is also great for beginners because it gives you cut and dry explanations with real life experiences of each energy type as a child. We also have a guidebook that breaks everything down and we've added a bonus nervous system regulation cheat sheet through the variables so you can discover that and more in the show notes down below. Now, there's two more brand new offers, so listen up. Leah and I have been meeting you guys on this podcast week after week for the last year, sharing the transits only for that week. And we wanted to better prepare you guys and take it to the next level. We are now introducing the Program Plus, which is very similar vibe to the weekly program, but we have a full 
monthly forecast now that you can pick up on our website for only $11.99. Yeah, that's right. It comes with an hour-long detailed audio on information on how to align to your design and take aligned action for the month through the transits plus a forecast calendar and a guidebook that comes with new moon full moon rituals and more pick this month's forecast up down below in the show notes now our last offer is dropping the month of october so make sure you are on our email list to be the first to pick up our three-part class called a new direction 2027 this is a three-part class chock full of detail on what is happening after 2027 because after 2027 the entire planet is going to go through a completely new cycle and the solar plexus will be breaking down as well as new beings will be born that will be known as the raves you will surely want to know this information and prepare for what's to come make sure you are subscribed to our email list to be notified when it drops or you can pick it up in the show notes down below and while i have you here we have a lot of free resources on human design over at the humandesignastro.com website. Now listen, I'm going to stop open-throating here and I'm going to let you dive into this next captivating episode. So thank you so much for being here, friends, and I'll see you over there. Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. I'm Crystal. And I'm Leah. And this is the podcast you've been waiting for. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I did the fingers. I was like, okay. (laughs) I listened to the last episode where you changed. (laughs) It took me like 30 minutes to find even the right semi-correct song and it was still like there was probably still a hundred more that I but it wasn't like specifically spooky that I was looking for I don't know yeah well welcome everyone this is another well the last episode wasn't so spooky I guess just I guess this month is spooky the energy of this yeah but this is a little little it's gonna be a dark episode because as as you notice from the title this is an episode on Jeffrey Dahmer. We're going to analyze his chart. Um, you might have heard our last episode, and maybe we could put that down. Or we can we drop other episodes in our show notes? Um, I think so. Okay, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll drop um, the Ted Bundy episode if you have not heard it yet and you're interested. If you're interested in murder mysteries, I mean murder mysteries and human design. I feel like why are people not doing this? Because mm-hmm. it could be a could be a big deal just putting it out there um we don't really have the time to do stuff like this but maybe every so often maybe we'll do a series I don't know or maybe we'll do it on Instagram with like the five people looking at me right now with all the glitches (laughs) oh Instagram we can talk about the Instagram glitch tomorrow for our uh program but you'll hear on Monday 
So anyways, this episode, we're going to be analyzing Jeffrey Dahmer's chart. We're going to go through a little bit of his backstory in case you don't know who he is. I'm sure you've heard some stuff. I've been studying Jeffrey for a very long time. I, an embarrassing amount um, is probably <laughs> what I should say. I don't know. It's just, he's really fascinating. I realized seeing the connections that I do have with him, why I am fascinated by him because I do have the 34 and he has the 2034. I have the 1034 and he, his emotional wave is the 59.6, the channel of mating. And I have the 59. So, um, and there's some other stuff. And actually, while, um, actually, before we get dive in, if this is the first time you're listening, that's, <laughs> it might be, we don't know, or watching us on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, we're about to show you Jeffrey Dahmer's chart. If you're listening to us on the podcast and you want to see Jeffrey's Dahmer's chart, you can come on over to YouTube. Do we have, we have the link in the, the link is in the description. Yes, you can the find the YouTube, um, channel in our show notes down below. Um, so if you're new to this podcast, welcome. Obviously, this is a podcast for a bunch of weirdos that we're coming mm -hmm. on here talking about Jeffrey Dahmer today. And really, our biggest thing is what we want to do. The Human Design and Ash Club, Leah and myself. My name's Crystal, by the way. I'm sure you caught that at the beginning with my brilliant dance moves. Um, but this is a podcast for a bunch of weirdos. We really, really love talking about a lot of weird topics, human design, astrology, tarot, serial killers. I mean, we talk about aliens, we talk about all the crazy shit that's coming in 2027. Sorry that class has not dropped yet. <laughs> We've been having website stuff. That's all I'm going to say right now. You'll know when you know. You'll know when you know. You'll know when you know when it gets dropped. It's but it will not be today or tomorrow. Um, but you know, if you're following us on Instagram, if you're following, if you're listening to the podcast, and especially if you're if you're on our email list, which by the way, if you're new here, definitely get on our email list. We give you so many goodies every fucking week. And yes, I curse on here. So if you have kids around, earmuffs. Okay. So Every week we put out an email on um, all of the human design types. I do downloaded love notes through the transits. So it's inspiring messages to start your week on Tuesday because nope, we are undefined roots. We are not emailing you on Monday. And honestly, do you want our email on Monday? Maybe you do. If you do, don't tell us because we're not going to do it. I'm not changing I'm it. Not doing it. I'm not changing it. Tuesday's the day. We got too much stuff going on on Mondays that... I cannot do that. Um, if we ever change it, you'll know. But as of right now, Tuesday's the day. And you know what? Tuesday is like when you're ready, I think, to start your week is really what I feel like. Because Monday, you're like, dude, why am I here? Like, yeah. what are we doing? You're like sludging around, especially now towards the end of the year, right? We're like, let's just power through 2022. But 2023 is going to be a ride. Um, so we... We send you channeled love messages. We also send you the cosmic codes for the week through the Hebrew letters. The Hebrew letters are the building blocks of the foundation of our universe. If you did not know, I do have a Kabbalistic background, so I like including that. And it comes, and then we also, it comes with uh, an activation code 
for those Hebrew letters. And it kind, it's kind of a good way to expand your aura is the way that I look at it. And I go through them myself as I'm creating them. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm always doing the work. We're doing the work with you guys. We're not just giving you stuff for, for funsies. I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> I mean, look at the forecast calendar. I added an extra 11, I, I think it was like 11 pages for this yeah. last one, which thank you so much for everyone that's picking up our uh, program plus um, no, forecast. Awesome. We, we're seeing you pick it up every time so we got our email, we see a new sale. So we're super excited that uh, a lot more people are picking up this one. Um, it's And it, we poured our hearts into this one. So if you're new here, we have our weekly program that we put out weekly episodes on the transits through human design, astrology, and tarot. And we kicked it up a notch this last month for October. And now it's going to be every month. We put out a monthly forecast for purchase for only $11.99. And you get all of the key players for the entire month through human design, astrology, and tarot. They also pull a card that's connected to, um, from tarot that's connected to a gate, which is very unique that you're not going to get on the program. We have uh, crystal grids and body graph grids for you to print out and activation codes to use with that. Crystals we've chosen for you, herbs we've chosen for you, altar suggestions, rituals on the new moon and full moon. You're like, wow, what? Yes, only $11.99. <laughs> and I'm not changing the price. Listen, if I decide to, you'll know. But as of right now, I really... And we really, we really want to keep this accessible because we know the value that's in there that really we all need right now. And I want, it, it needs to come with the price. It cannot be free with the amount of work we put in every month for this. Um, we're just asking for a small exchange, $11.99. Um, but that's the reason why we wanted to keep it at such an accessible price, because we know how impactful it is. We know how impactful this forecast was for so many people this last month. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens with all this, because it's it feels it feels so good to put this out. Yeah. So if you if you would like to pick up the November program plus monthly forecast. It's down below in, in the, in the show notes, you can pick it up for just 11.99 and it is not a subscription service. We did get someone asking us that. So I do want to clarify, you do not get automatically charged every month for this. It is a one-time a la carte offer. Um, we talked about potentially making it a, a package of some sort, like punch card system, like by five or whatever, you know, but we're not there yet. We don't know if we'll be there. As of right now, we just feel good putting them out as um, there's no commitment. There, you, you, if you want to pick up November's, great. Don't want to pick up December's, fantastic. Don't pick it up. I will say, I think if you were to purchase every single one for the year, it's still less than getting a, a reading with me. And I mean, that's a big deal because you're, you're getting a lot of information on human design and astrology. I'm already adding three new cheat sheet to <laughs> next month for the next ones. <laughs> so there's going to be 24 pages next month. So, you know, <laughs> by the end of this 600 pages, 1199. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I think I have to reevaluate myself at that point. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I do really, we do value ourselves on making 
the majority of our stuff accessible. But even even the things that we've had that are like our our monthly membership that was still an accessible price. Um, so you know, pick it up if it feels good for you. A lot of people had a lot of uh good uh what's the word? Feedback. We got no, I'm saying they 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 were able to make take more like aligned action for themselves mm. and it, that it impacted their month um in a, in a positive way at least I feel like a lot of people because we wanted to put it out last month because last month was a fucking shit show right <laughs> yeah. it's not gonna get any better I'm not gonna lie to you guys um you'll hear it in the <laughs> monthly forecast if you pick it up it's not gonna get better but there are some good positive days uh for for this for for November um, and you're not going to get to hear about them until towards the end of the month. So, and I think it's something that people might want to prepare themselves for because the beginning of the month is a little bit rockier. So, which we're, we're in right now. And I'm just like, just hold tight there, just hold tight. But I'll tell you, I'm going to be completely honest. And then we're going to dive into Jeffrey Dahmer, but let me tell you really quick, all of the rituals that we've created for you guys, we do them ourselves. I've been doing them myself for a long time now. I've come up with better ways. Nina, who we featured in this guidebook, my friend Nina, that she's a sculptor and she also makes metaphysical products. She makes uh, crystal grids and she made me a body graph grid. I've showed it to you guys on my Instagram. Definitely go follow us over on Instagram. We talk about stuff that you're not going to hear on here. We talk about human design stuff and go into more details on Gates channels, our experiences over on our Instagram that you're not finding on here. Um, so I just wanted to say that, but she, she made me a body graph grid of my actual human design chart. And there's something that happened to me when I activated that grid and I just feel here. I just like, I, I felt all the activations in my body and I just feel supported. Like, I feel like all of the rituals that I've been doing for really the last year, but I gotten, I feel like the last six months more strict about it. And that's when I notice myself go to that extreme end, I know I'm, I'm coming into alignment. And I also have the 515 channel, which is the channel of routines, rituals, and rhythms and really habits. And my Mars is retrograding my sixth house right now, which is connected to habits, work, routines, right? Um, so I feel like I'm starting to figure out old habits that were not working for me that I really needed to let go of and like really kind of doing a refresher right now and like what is really working. And I feel like that's something that we're all kind of asking ourselves right now. What is really working in regards to our drive, our ambitions and our motivation, which is all connected to Mars. So <laughs> Leah's like, okay, let's get the show started. So <laughs> let me go ahead and share my uh, screen real quick. I'm going to show you guys Jeffrey Dahmer's chart. All right. So here's Jeffrey Dahmer's chart. If you're over here on YouTube, you get to see it. And if you're not on YouTube, pause this. Come on over, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so here's Jeffrey Dahmer's chart. And I did look, um, it seems like this is an accurate birth time that I've found from doing a little research and I'm going to be honest I didn't do that much research because you know 
I'm not getting paid for this shit. So <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. I have a defined heart. If it was a client, I would have looked at like 20 different places. Yeah. Um, but I did look at a few and this seems to be pretty accurate. And from his life story, I mean, we can piece it all together through this chart. So for learning purposes, I'm pretty sure this is accurate. And if it's not, it's going to sound accurate because it really goes well with this entire yeah. life. It's kind of creepy actually. So it's going to get creepy. It's going to get real creepy between what we're going to tell you and his human design. It's going to, I was, I was reading all of the transmissions and I really want to read that gate 59 down here in Pluto because this is really, and I, it's, it's far down here, but this is his wave. This is part of his wave. And it's not only it's anything that you can find double, like in the unconscious and conscious, that means it's pretty prominent actually in their chart. And this is something that they're going to be deeply learning from and experiencing from. And so he was a one, three emotional because he has a defined solar solar plexus manifesting generator because he has the 2034 channel, the channel of charisma. Okay. And the 2034 is the only manifest manifesting generated channel in the entire body graph. So if you have this channel, obviously you're, you're automatically a manifesting generator. And this would be considered like, the pure manifesting generated channel um, because it's connected from the throat to the sacral. I do want to provide as much education as possible in here. You're, you're going to learn a lot about human design from these grotesque experiences that we're about to get into, yeah. but that's what keeps it interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So remove that part or dive in whatever feels good to you. Um, and so we're going to talk about, I want to read, I, I want to give you a little backstory on Jeffrey. And then I want to read the, the keynote of this gate, the 59.6, um, because it's creepy. Um, and all of it's creepy. We're going to read a bunch of them, actually, because I, I feel like when you can hear the exact transmission and, and take it in, it's, it does something to the cellular structure of your being. When I do readings, I usually read the keynote, the transmission, and then we describe it in their life. We find examples in their life so that they can bring it into their body because it's very mental, the transmissions, right? It's hard to get, it's hard to digest it and bring it down into the body, but we're going to do that today. Bring it down. Okay. Now I'm starting to think about him eating people. Okay. Anyways, here we I go. I know. I just did too. I was like speaking of. Everyone probably had that thought just now. <laughs> as I was saying that. So um, also, apologies about my mic. My mic is not working, of course, because I'm Mars retrograde and mm -hmm. this it retrograding in my, my house of work. So all of work stuff has been just like fucked up. And you were trying to you were trying to tap to, into your alien uh, voice or something was happening. It was yeah, crazy. I don't know what was happening, but any, but anytime Leah sends me something, I can't open it. Doesn't play. Email's not working. And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Is this Mercury retrograde or Mars retrograde? I, I, you know what? Okay. Can we talk about that? We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Cause I do want to get into that. Yeah. Let's just keep going. Wait, no. Oh, hold on. Hold <laughs> that thought. I'm going to say it very fast. 
it does this does have a little bit of a, a mercury retrograde like essence to it flavor because mars is happening retrograding in gemini gemini is ruled by mercury mm, that makes so sense. and i was thinking about that earlier and i was like we should talk about it on the podcast because i was like i'm feeling like i'm back in mercury retrograde but yeah. in a different way so yeah. it does have the flavor of a mercury retrograde so you are not wrong with about that so anyways so let's talk about Jeffrey Dahmer's backstory real quick, and then we'll dive into some stuff. Um, is there anything that you would like to say, Leah, before I? Um, I don't think so. We can just kind of talk about it. And then if something comes up, I'll raise my hand. <laughs> okay. So Jeffrey Dahmer was an American serial killer. And also he was a sex offender. If People did not know that. Um, and so he murdered 17 boys. Um, he's from Wisconsin and this was, this all happened in the, like, I think it was late seventies. When did he do his first murder? Was that the late seventies? Uh, between 78 and 91. Yeah. So late seventies. Yeah. I was right. I just wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure I had that correct. Yeah. So he was killing people from the late 70s to the early 90s and he murdered 17 men and boys between yeah 1970 and 1991 um and so his murders involved rape um dismemberment necrophilia and cannibalism and i really think a lot of that necrophilia comes from that gate 59 because pluto rules death right and the and the darkness and has that is also um new ruler of of scorpio right um so it's got that that death vibe to it and that's part of his wave that's really what feeds him i feel like our waves well not our waves we're, we're not emotionals but i feel like i've noticed four emotionals that's really what is 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 driving them that's what's moving them right and so um he was at so he died in uh 1994 and he was beaten to death this is the interesting part to me he was beaten to death in a in a gym that he was cleaning um by um gym equipment and that was the way he did his first murder. His first murder was with so talk dumbbell. about emotional wave coming full circle. That that creeped me out when I read yeah. that. I get and like it, I processed it, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" That was literally the end of his cycle yeah. of the wave of his murders was from the beginning. So he murdered. Okay, let's set let's set up this story. So. Jeffrey, um, he, he obviously, his relationship with his parents wasn't great. Um, there was some definite mental health issues with his mother. She also talked about how she had um, difficulties through pregnancy with him. Um, and so there, there, there was a definitely a strained relationship between Jeffrey and his mother. The bond wasn't there. And the 59 wants to bond, right? It mm -hmm. needs to bond. Um, I, I forget where I was watching this and I've also read this somewhere else that um, like babies that aren't touched, which touches a six line, right? It's like 
a transmission that happens in people through physical touch from one to another, right? And I, I forget where I was watching this, but that babies that aren't touched when they're born, they can die. They physically die from, from the lack of touch and nurture and care that they need um, almost to be healthy. Um, what it, the, um, the 5027, that's, that's all about nurture and care from the spleen to the sacral, right? And so there's, there's an interesting connection here that as human beings, we physically need intimacy to survive. And the 5027 and the 596 are connected. The 5027 is from the spleen to the sacral. On, um, it is the mirror of the 596 from the sacral to the solar plexus. I hope you're following me guys, because I know that so I'm gonna try to not be like, like I'm getting detailed, but I'm trying to still explain things in ways that like the basic person can understand. So the spleen, um, the solar plexus is the mirror to the spleen. They they go hand in hand, but the spleen is associated with um, your intuition, your immune system, fear, the material world, um, survival, all in the spleen. And then the solar plexus is about your emotions, um, pain, um, going through the highs and the lows. And there's a deep intimacy with that 596. The six is what the creates the motor in the solar plexus. The six is what gives us those highs and those lows. The 596 though is kind of subdued though. Like if you meet someone that has the 596, you you'll you'll they'll you might notice the energy of the solar plexus, but it's not as like um, abrasive, I guess, as some of the other emotional waves. Mm -hmm. It's one of the more subdued ones, which is interesting because it does create the motor, but because it's, I guess, connected to the, the sacral, it's a, it's a more consistent pressurized um, experience. I, and I guess I do have a bit of information on that from my personal experience because I do have the 59 my husband has the six so together we're emotional um in our in our when we're in each other's aura so um so the first time he killed was back in the late 70s what was it 78 right um and so his parents he one thing that he talked about in interviews if you ever watch any interviews on him he talks about that his parents were constantly arguing and constantly yelling at each other and that he just kind of felt like he was on the outside of everything. And um, there was just no real intimacy and love and nurture and care that he needed to survive. And he had an undefined spleen. And so I really feel like there was a lot of um, conditioning that got yeah. stored in that undefined spleen that then became mirrored in that solar plexus. That's what mm -hmm. I see that as. And so um, when his parents separated 
in the late 70s, around this time, he actually started drinking more. So he became kind of an alcoholic in high school. He said he would open up beer in the middle of class and just drink it. Like he also had gay 51, the gay of shock. He had an undefined um, heart. Yeah. So that was kind of like, how do I surprise everyone? He was constantly surprising people. Or like showing up and like to show off a little bit. I feel like if you have an undefined heart, you got, you only got that hanging 51 and wants to show off a little bit. He also used to do like impressions of like one of his mother's, like, I think it's his mother interior, interior decorator or something he used to do because she had Sarah, I think cerebral palsy. And so he would do impressions of her to get a rise out of people and to shock people. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of his personality. Um, And so he started heavily drinking around this time. This is also when he said that he started having those cravings, those impulses, and where he he would call them impulses, where he would be thinking about uh, sexual intimacy with other men. And the 59.6 is the channel of mating. So anyone that has this channel, I've never read for someone that had this channel or spoke to somebody that had this channel that wasn't sexual. It's, there's a sexual need and desire there. It's depending on the line. Some of the other lines um, are not at like, are, are can be insinuated as sex, but aren't necessarily, Ross says that they're not necessarily considered um, uh, speaking of the act of sex. But with his placement, this is interesting. So his unconscious Pluto, hold on, let me pull up. And also this is my Bible guys. I like to use this in sessions. And mm-hmm. I always recommend for people to get it. Leah, Leah's been looking at it now. I'm like, you need to yep. you need to utilize this. It's such it's such a good resource. Um to just go through the keynotes, go through all the lines, see how everything's connected. It get it really gives a really nice depiction. Like if you want to see. Oh, we got some, we got a special <laughs> guest. Hold on. You going to bed? All right. Do you need to say hello? Oh, oh you want it? Oh, she can't see you. Hi, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. I love you. Good night. Can you close the door, please? Good night. I love you. I just want to vessel of love just wants to hear it back I just I need it I need it so bad I need you to tell me that you love me why can't you do that Jeffrey I get you um just kidding (laughs) we're gonna make some dark jokes you guys are gonna have to move past it okay um so anyways so what's interesting on his unconscious side that 59 is in the sixth line Okay. The sixth line says the one night stand. Mm. That was like the most creepiest thing to read knowing. I know this was such a deep impact for for experiences. And when I read the line and the keynote, I was like, holy shit. All of those experiences were one night stands. Yep. These men never lived again. These these men, this was 
this was their one night of life. This mm -hmm. was their one night of, and I, I don't even know. I mean, I don't fully know, obviously, his whole sexual acts, but it what it seemed like he he had he because he was a manifesting generator. He had he had um, a rhythm, right, to his process, mm -hmm. and so he he would usually find these men at a gay bar, try to do a whole one night with them, right insinuate that it was going to be a one night situation bring him back to his place say that we're going to go drink some beers he always tried to invite people back to drink some beers and so then he would drug him that was the first start he would drug him with the beer um and then he would take pictures of them while they were in a like either they were passed out or they were just really drowsy um, and he would take pictures of them and then usually, um, and he also, while he was giving them the drink, he would play, um, what's that movie, that horror film? Just forgot. I don't even know what it was. I remember seeing it in the- Poltergeist? Maybe, yeah. Um, he would play that because he said that that would get him in the mood. That's what really started the wave for him was that movie. Yeah. And so then after that, that's when he would murder them. Or he said that um, he really wanted to keep them for life. So let me read actually this line. He would he would give them like lobotomies. Like some of would, them, the ones that he wanted them. to keep because he wanted he wanted them to be fully submissive. That was the whole point. Yeah. He said that and he, he wanted, didn't want them to leave him. He didn't want, he always talked, well, he had abandonment issues with that undefined spleen. Mm -hmm. And so- let me read the transmission here because this is this is creepy. The tendency based on personality or circumstances to accept only temporary unions that may be otherwise impossible or dangerous to continue. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is really creepy. Oh my god. The, <laughs> the perfected relationship this was the perfect relationship for him the perfected mm -hmm. relationship whether for a moment or eternity he made altars out of their skulls he was trying to make it eternity it wasn't yeah it wasn't an eternal bond that he had with these people and he would talk about that in his interviews yeah it is so creepy but he he knew like his time was limited before getting caught too like yeah well he's guilt motivation yeah so and that you could tell how he did go back and forth between the hope and the guilt mm -hmm. and how it kind of ate him alive because it was like he knew he he knew his time would run out at some point and that's why I think when he did um get stopped that he just gave them all the information like that 20 yeah. just opened up, right? The truth teller. Yeah. Like, like, let me just tell you everything now, right? Um, and he had the sleeping phoenix. He was the sleeping phoenix, which is all about the individual. It's all about individuation. Talk about talk about individuation of human design. That's the sleeping phoenix, right? Um, but let me finish this though with the 59. So the power for intimacy, regardless of conditions. 
that's and the, these conditions got pretty grim so there was one point where he actually because towards the end he went on a like a spree like four people in a row in a very short period of time and so he said that at that point and he couldn't dismember the bodies um as fast as because he's a manifesting generator and because he was moving so quickly and murdering people so back to back so close to each other they were like dying in his bed they were dying or like not dying but decomposing i mean decomposing in his bed um rotting and then uh and like there would be like two bodies that he would like take a shower with while he and it was just like just bodies everywhere and and like the smell he was also supposed no. smell cognition and i that think got this me was, this was his like cologne yeah and the way that he speaks like when you listen to recordings from his um like the interviews and stuff and the way that chris exactly. is it chris evans Who's the guy that plays him in the Netflix thing? The way he oh, no. um, uh, Evan Evan Peters Evan Peters, and when he <laughs> it's like within the Chris Evans. I just had a like image of what he looked like, and I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, totally wrong. I don't I don't get names right all the time. It's okay. It's okay. Um, the, it was like within four four seconds of this show starting that he was like, yes. I'm like he's smell cognition. Like this it's, dude has got to be. Just, there's too much accuracy with this that yeah. I'm pretty sure this is his chart. Like yeah. this is like. And like he didn't care what it smelled like. He was like. It was smelled it's, good to him. He enjoyed that. it. He enjoyed yeah. death. 59. He enjoyed the death. Mm -hmm. So this also says in detriment, the basic drive to move on that seeks in impermanency as a matter of course and not in response to circumstances the drive for sexual and intimate diversity talk about diversity right <laughs> i mean what a diverse sexual experience then right. to uh excuse me but fuck them while they're dead that's a diverse experience <laughs> yeah and never the same type of person or man it was well, always he, so he was okay. So he was uh strategic. She left brain and mind mm -hmm. and body. The only right he had was his view. He was right view. Um, but so I do believe well, he never admitted to this though. I'll say this part. He never admitted to this. They've they've tried to get him to talk about this, but he never actually admitted to it. But I think there was strategy in setting himself up in these neighborhoods that there was a chance he wasn't going to get caught because they weren't, the police didn't even want to circle these neighborhoods. They were lower income neighborhoods, lower income um, people. He was murdering that like these bodies were never found. This was also a time in the gay community where people would just disappear. Yeah. So I do believe, I don't know, I'm not him, but I do believe there was a little strategy with that. Yeah. And, and it wasn't totally based on like his own income. Yeah. And he was very, so like he knew that he didn't, he could just move into these places easily and well, not he be didn't, caught. He, I mean, he didn't make a lot of money. There was times that he was not work, like he was not in good. He was not even working in some cases when he was like living with his grandma, 
he I think he was in and out of, out of jobs a couple times with that and got fired um a bunch of times um but it's just really interesting so the first so back to the circling back to the the wave so the first guy he murdered his mother had um his his dad found a new girlfriend he was like canoodling with her at some hotel or something for months and the mother decided to take his younger brother and just leave and just he and and you could tell from when Jeffrey talks about that experience like in interviews that he's still in it yeah like that young boy at like 17 or 18 didn't get to process that situation didn't even understand that situation to have your mother leave you I mean there's so many reasons that led to these moments for him um clearly there was there was a lot of red flags about him when he was younger with the way he would he was very interested in roadkill he was very interested in the insides of of animals which yeah. i think was very wet kitchens talk yeah. about wet kitchens man like that craving for like moist yeah. People hate that word, but it is, it, but that's fucking like sides of the he liked to squeeze. Like, he said he would touch fantasy squeeze the insides of these animals and, and pull them apart. He was fascinated by organs. I mean, this is all wet kitchens. Wet kitchens is is like like chemistry and mixture and dissection and humidity and humidity. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 all just very fascinating. So during this time, he was like very into dissecting. He was into roadkill. He was always going around picking up roadkill. And he was also wanting to have live out these sexual fantasies that he had. He did have Gate 41, which is all about fantasy. So this all started out as a fantasy for him. And so he had he had this fantasy. Where is that 41? Oh, and it's in his unconscious Venus. So this was his fucking love language, these fantasies that he would make up. Um, and so he said that he had the sexual fantasy that he was going to pick up a hitchhiker and take him back to his place. And one day he was driving. Hello, response. Hello, Saquor response. He's he's driving. He sees this guy that's trying to get to this concert. And he um, says, hey, this is when the first beer sitch started. Hey, guy. I got some beers back at my place. You want to come drink them? And of course, he, the guy said, yes. I mean, he's young. He was about to go to a concert. The guy And uh, Dahmer, I'm not sure if he actually said in real life. Like I know in the show, it, it implied that he was going to bring him. But I'm not sure about that storyline. But anyways, that he was going to come back to his house before going to the show. And so he brings him back. The guy, he said the guy did not seem gay it didn't seem like he wanted to have a sexual experience with him he said that he wanted to leave and that's when you know that abandonment kicked in yeah and his mother had just left a few months prior or not even I don't know what the time frame was it was a shortened period of time from when his mother had left his parents were separating his dad was canoodling at a motel with some some woman and he was just drinking alone for months uh barely 
like he, he almost like failed out of school. And so this guy says he wants to leave and Jeffrey decides like he has that 2034 real, real kicked in real hard. And he hit him over the hell with the head, hit him over the head with a dumbbell and killed him. And he said it was a, an accident. He said that yeah. was an accident, which I do believe he's a fucking one three. Okay. He had, he didn't want him to leave. He, what his intention wasn't to kill him. That was, he had a lot of like fantasies, but he had not acted on them yet, but he had an impulse, a response with a re response, right? That 2034, an impulse, an urge with a response, hit him over the fucking head. And, oh shit. This guy's yeah. dead. Yeah. And so he, I think lived out, I don't even know if he lived out a sexual experience with him at that point, or if he just dismembered the body and like, basically first he put it in like some drain pipe or something. And then he came back, I think years later and scattered the bones throughout the entire backyard. Something crazy. Yeah. Cause then when they yeah. came back to like dig him up, they had like, they had he was all over the place. Yeah. He was all over the place yeah so that was his first experience and so it's it's like when you can see human design happen in real life it's like fucking creepy mm -hmm. but then when you add the creepiest layers of this man murdering people and dismembering them and eating them and all that stuff it brings a whole nother layer to this but it's just it just shows you how accurate it is like to a t right human design it's like you can't get more accurate than this and yes. so his emotional wave came full circle to the end of his life where he got bludgeoned to death with gym equipment that's how he got murdered jeffrey dahmer in, in the, i think he had head trauma too yeah, wasn't it the head, head trauma yeah he died yeah. from head trauma from gym equipment well the same way that he did his first murder mm. it was foreshadowing he's, his death he's also observed isn't he mm -hmm. yep so his fan club didn't he have like fans or yeah, people that would, would write him in write him letters while he was yeah. in jail and people once he got on tv and everything he did like that you could tell he that did. you could tell he liked it yeah. i know a lot of observed people don't want to admit but something happens to active bodies when they are being watched mm -hmm. something happens to them even whether like a little, aware of it like or a little not. spotlight kind of yeah like a... oh and he was direct light oh and he was dark light too yeah i know i oh i was like holy shit so he did he there was something about when he could have the spotlight on him something triggered with that undefined heart that gate 51 which was his conscious moon which was his emotional driver that really established a big part of his wave right mm -hmm. Because I, I think it's really important for emotionals to look at what's happening in their moons. Yeah. And what's happening in the cycles of the moon cycles, because that really depicts the uh, chemistry that's happening in their body and the patterns that they're going to experience. Whenever I do readings for emotionals, I like to talk to them about um, the patterning of, of their moons and the way the moon cycles are are happening throughout the month and mm -hmm. to really watch the patterns of them because it'll really show them 
when they're reaching some sort of clarity and maybe when they're in, in a little bit of darkness, seeing what um, astrological signs are in the moons every two and a half days can really help paint the flavor of those deep highs and lows that they could experience. So um, it's interesting that his 51, which really contributed to that, I feel like that direct light mixed with his emotional wave, when you kind of put it all together like that, it really shows like he really got fulfillment and nourishment, right? Determination, mm -hmm. nourishment from um, these types of situations. And I thought about something with that direct light again, when I was looking at his chart earlier. So he would murder these people. Um, who knows the exact time? It feels like he was, he would go through his whole process with them in the evening, maybe even early morning. So by the time they were murdered, probably early morning when the sun's coming up, that's when he's becoming alive. Jeffrey. Yeah. And that's when he, I think he has his experiences with them is probably during the day. And that's when he's most, his MG-ness is like most on or was most on was during mm -hmm. the daytime. So mm -hmm. he could have his sexual experiences with them. He could take, take his pictures. He could go through the dismemberment. And when it came to the, the cannibalism, um, to, I think there was a little strategy in that as well. Um, aside from curiosity, he said he was curious, which is a very one, three thing to say, but I, I mean, I, I, when I said this to you, I said, I've never been curious about what people taste no. like. Um, yeah. but he's wet kitchens and kitchens. I know I'm dry kitchens, but I'm like, he's wet kitchens. And he had a fashion fascination with the insides of right. anatomy. Um, his father was also a chemist and his, it was one of his best subjects in school I think that was the only subject that he was really interested in and probably mm -hmm. I don't know how good he was with it because he was seemed like he was drunk a lot of the time um but he could have been good at it if he would have I don't know maybe used it not been been <laughs> not well just not you know ex he said he he got to a point with these men where he wanted, he did want intimacy. He wanted a relationship, but he said that he wanted full dominance. So that's where the, um, the drilling experimentation of that came in. Mm -hmm. Um, because he said that he wanted to be able to keep them alive yeah. to yeah. have these fan fantasy, intimate experiences with them, right? Live out these fantasies and not, because eventually he has to get rid of the body. He wanted to keep the body for as long as possible. And he said he was just so turned on by the physical form, which makes sense with that 59.6, mm -hmm. like the sexual pleasure. Uh, um, and that's really what was driving him. Um, but do you have anything that you'd like? I think the other kitchen yeah. thing, what kitchen thing too, would be like how he used like the acidic baths or whatever he uh -huh. was using to like, try and dissolve their bodies like oh the yeah so things tubs of uh acid yeah so that he was kind of like experimenting with what That's would happen kitchens. yeah 
Yeah. And also with the putting the acid in the, in the, in the, in the brain, he said that never really worked at the lobotomy. Yeah. He said that it would never work out. Um, because he would always end up like putting too much and like, they would all die. They all died from, from that. I think there was one where he experimented with a little less and like, I think maybe kept him alive a little bit longer. And there was that young boy that wandered into the middle of the street. Um, the neighbors found him and like was trying to tell the cops, no, you can't take him. This is a young boy. We've seen him before. And they're and like, um, what I, watched on the documentary because I watched a documentary on this the other day and they said that um during that time like the officers didn't want to get in the middle of a lot of like gay relationships and like there was a lot of like heat with them on types of stuff like that so there was a possibility that they didn't want to be involved with that and try to like you know but they obviously they made a bad move they should and and the, the 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 horrible part about this was that they went to the apartment to like to like bring the kid back see the setup talk to him talk to jeffrey a little bit more and just in the other room was a dead body if they would have gone into his bedroom they would have seen the dead body in his bed yeah. it's crazy it's so crazy. bad it's just horrible. It's just so horrible, but it's just at the same time, like you can't stop listening or watching it because it's just like, how is this shock that 51, like how 51. it's like, yeah, that's part. That's, that's another reason why I'm so fascinated with him because that's half of my, one of my bridge gates is the 51. And so it's just like, I, I remember before when I did not know human design and I would watch all this stuff on him and I'm like, why am I fucking, I would tell, I would literally ask this, this is you see his chart and you're like, oh. all, all these connections we have, I'm like, yeah. why the fuck am I watching this dude? I can't stop. And it's disgusting me. And, but I couldn't, I couldn't look away. And so, um, so yeah, he also had the tw- the other thing that I saw that was interesting is that he had uh the conscious twenty three, um that was what oh, was yeah. that that was in his uh his 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 Venus yeah, and so if you listen to any interviews on him or even if you watch the show on Netflix, um the cadence of his voice, um also with being an emotional, I also know noticed I can tell emotionals by the cadence of their voice. But also because I have the uh, another another gate to to merge, I I do have the forty three, and so he had the twenty three in his conscious Venus, and I feel like he was just never able to fully express those uh those weird compulsions like in his voice and like and have more intimate moments. Like, I feel like that 23 kind of like interrupted that for him a little yeah. bit with having mm-hmm. relationships, with it being in his conscious Venus. Because I mean, that 23, it really does need that 43 to be able to share that unique perspective. Yeah. Right. And so it's just like, he probably always felt like with that being in his conscious Venus that nobody could hear, hear him, that he sounded like a freak to people, <laughs> which which he fucking did. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I find, I just, I find his entire chart 
fascinating. He also, um, so he was guilt motivation, supposedly also probability view. Like he did know, I mean, he, he was able to hide this for fucking years. Yeah. It's crazy how long of a span that was. That's why there was a lot of strategy and, and, you know, implementation that that needed to take place for him to really execute yeah I feel like he got pretty lucky too like there was a lot of oh yeah the first so the first time he murdered that 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 guy the hitchhiker he cut he originally cut him up and put him in garbage bags and was going to take him to the dump and he got stopped yeah he got pulled over by a cop. This actually did happen. They show it in the in the Netflix show. Um, he gets gets stopped by this cop, and the cop's like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, Where, "What's all those trash bags that are in the back of his car?" And he's like, "Oh, I just like blah blah blah." He always he always had an excuse on the spot, yeah. like he was cleaning up or going to the dump yeah. or something. Yeah, he, nighttime. Yeah, he was trying to take some stuff to the dump, and because he was white and young and he looked normal and he was i mean he he was a first fucking serial killer he was a good looking guy and so it's just really interesting that mm-hmm. he was able the cops just like was like oh, okay like i feel like when that 20 i've no i know notice people that have the 2034 when they're lying first of all they can't lie to me i have the, i have a completely open throat and i have the 34 20, 2034s cannot lie to me, but I noticed they can lie to other people very well mm. because it's the channel of charisma. Yeah. So you can sweet talk them. Yes. And I can sweet talk people too. I have the 1034. I notice when I can turn on that channel mm-hmm. and um, I don't, don't, I don't use it for, you know, stuff like this, but yeah. like, I know I am, I have awareness when it comes on. Mm-hmm. There was one time that I did use it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, actively knowing that I was using it was when I was trying to move. And I sweet talked this guy <laughs> to come fix these panels on the side of our house. I did do that. Um, but, you know, wasn't trying to murder people. Um, <laughs> it's not funny. I know. Um, but yeah, so Jeffrey's life it's just the whole setup of of his entire design mixed with his life experience it's just it's really really fascinating he had the gate of skill in his conscious uh mercury actually in detriment um but it's like it's almost like he had to go through a lot of hard hard times like fuck-ups to then learn what worked and what didn't, which was a very one, three thing to do. Um, and this is in the 16.1. And so there was like, there is, and he does have a bunch of line ones. He, there, yeah, he does have got a lot of one, line ones. So there was a lot of curiosity in him mm-hmm. and a lot of areas of, of himself. And he, he had a completely open head, which I mean, talk about fantasy and inspiration drop it and i mean i have the 41 also and uh, and a completely open head so i can see the way he just like and he's a one three like come up with these 
creative experiences and these fantasies that he wanted to manifest and lived out live out in his real life and he was able to complete that i mean he lived as disgusting as a human being that he was he was really able to live out his design he was really able like that 59 um was also not only in his pluto but it was also in his uh conscious earth unconscious earth oh yeah so that was really strong and the fifth and, and earth is where we can really materialize right it's yeah. really where we can almost grab that energy we talk about that a lot on the program and so and being an mg being able to do that in a short kind of time frame yeah quickly yeah he did a lot of things very quickly he got a lot done. I mean, killing 17 people and to get away with all of that. I mean, that's, that takes fucking Almost. skill, man. Takes skill yeah. that takes, that takes momentum. <laughs> that takes okay. sacral. Talk about staying busy. That 2034, which uh, Ted Bundy yeah. also had. Right. And so there's a lot of consistent similarities between the two of them as you can see with like it's almost like I feel like to be a serial killer and I'd be curious to look at a bunch of other serial killers maybe one day we could do an episode of where we like put up a bunch of people's charts I've looked at a bunch when we tried to do Ted Bundy's last year and yeah, I remember that all of the, I think all of them were manifesting generators were either manifesting generator or generator and emotional no Ted Bundy was not emotional or and or emotional like they yeah, both was, but I I feel like what I if I were to like put a type <laughs> as a serial killer a manifesting generator I mean to be to go through a period of time to have that kind of consistency and to be able to stay busy like that when see a projector they'd be like sleeping <laughs> Here I come tight. Love, I'd love to see if there is a projector serial killer out there because that would be interesting. That would be really interesting though to see if there was because then you could kind of see like what is it what about them. Yeah. 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 Maybe they had some sort of vision about something. I don't know. I would think if it was if a projector was a serial killer, they'd have a really good setup. They <laughs> there would be a whole system involved in this like i feel like a projector if i out of all the types maybe a reflector too um they could get away with this for honestly longer because of coming up with the system and like being able to find efficiency <laughs> it's very interesting in the killings yeah now I feel like I want to find one even though I don't want to find like I don't want to find serial killers you know what I mean but like yeah it's, of all of the ones that we have basic yeah. information about it would be interesting to and so what's also interesting a lot of Jeffrey's gates were in detriment most of like most of the ones that you can that were either high or low like most of them were in detriment um he there was something else that i wanted to oh he had his conscious 28 in neptune which neptune rules the underworld right it's the illusion and he that was also in detriment and the 28 is um fear of death 
Wow. And I feel like it with it being placed in Neptune, his conscious Neptune, he was really able to almost like capture the essence of that elusive energy. And he even said that he wanted to like create altars. Um, he was creating an altar. He had already created like a version of it with this black podium. And then he had the skulls of the people that he said that he found most physically attractive for him. It was real, really big. His murders were really big on attraction for him. He kept body parts too. Like like just the physical form. He was really into the body. Yeah. Like on a level of where he, when he was living with his grandmother, stole a mannequin. That was actually a true story. He's yeah, yeah, that was I looked it up. That was actually true. He stole a mannequin. Um, he waited after hours for a mall to close and he stole the mannequin. And then he would I was like, that would that's probably what she should have done, dude. Like Yeah, just stole a mannequin. And like now, like it's like he was just in the wrong time with being able to have these like intimate experiences with um like live dolls. Mm. No, like now they're they're so lifelike. Like he really missed that that period of time. Um, <laughs> I'm just like he could have lived out these disgusting fantasies like in other ways. Like a lot of people have fetishes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there was also a lot of hidden anger in him with being a manifesting generator from sure. his childhood that then got brought into these experiences yeah um that if he really were did have a healthier relationship I feel like with both of his parents but especially his mother that he would have had that intimacy that he really needed and mm-hmm. that there was that was one thing that he did say and I guess we can end on this that he said at the end of his life when he decided to, to devote himself to Christianity um and that he then found like this new um evolved spirit which he had the 50 55 in his unconscious son which is part of his incarnation cross of the sleeping phoenix that he said that he it's like he was a born again christian which is i feel like really 55.3 like going yeah. through that experience of going from the darkness to the light mm-hmm. and so because the 55 is the gate of spirit and so he said that um, this is what friendship really is um, at the end of his life. Yeah. He had missed, he had missed that actual experience with humans. Yeah. That he, when he was no longer like conditioned or under the influence or yeah, able to get it. access to other people at all, then he was able to but he, really he truly see it. He did not. I mean, he had complete awareness while he was doing this stuff. Like he, he was trying yeah, to. He, could, he was trying to get insanity. He was, but not. he was definitely not insane. He was literally mm-hmm. having to drink himself to right. like black out to be able to have these experiences because mm-hmm. he knew they were wrong. Yeah, which is very just. It's just really sad. Um, it's just really sad. Like I, I don't know. I'm a vessel of love and. and hearing about these experiences fucking disgusting repulsive um there's no even though there's like background of why 
there's no real excuse. And it's unfortunate that he couldn't get the proper help that he needed. And alcoholism also ran in his family. So it's like, there's all these red flags, all of these signs, and he just did not get the proper help or care that yeah, his he always, clean really needed. He always just got like brushed away. Yeah. Go no, take care of yourself. Up. He was a one, one, three fuck up, really fell into that third line failure. Mm -hmm. um which also there was some of that i think with that 55.3 too um i was reading because the 55.3 is innocence and it says here i was only following orders is a genuine defense when the form is correct and attempts at actualization have been disciplined and within guidelines failure cannot be personally attributed the emotional possibility to recognize that despite one's best efforts failure is possible and does not need to affect the spirit so he it's like he had to go through all of this in mm -hmm. some way to reach a deeper understanding of self he completely changed the community because of this entire experience that he placed himself in. Um, talk about like the talk about individuation changing the tribe. And that's really how it starts. It starts with totally. the individual to then um, seep into the tribe, which will then seep into the collective. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. In the, the darkest fucking way. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> it was very interesting to discuss. We could probably talk about this forever, but we're going to cut right. ourselves off here. <laughs> Jeffrey would have also been 62. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he yeah. died uh, early 30s. Yeah. So. So yeah, so this was an interesting episode. If this is something that you like, though, guys, if you like this, if you liked us talking about this, first of all, give us a thumbs up on YouTube uh, and also write into us. Let us know. Let us know what you want us to do. Uh, educational episodes. I know this is like creepy, like this was, but this was actually an educational episode. <laughs> um, but if there's other people's charts you'd like us to do, maybe. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a serial killer. Um, or if there's other things, other topics you would like us to discuss in relation to human design, we'd love to talk about it with you. Yeah. Um, and write into us. Let us know how you like this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for writing into us for, I don't know, however long now, all the people that have been doing that. Yeah. Love you. Thank you for being here. And share this episode with a friend if you want to keep them the fuck out. <laughs> and pick up the program plus yeah, awesome. do it. it's so good any last words leah um i don't think so <laughs> all right well we hope that you have a good rest of your week and that you get some sleep after listening to this <laughs> um and we'll catch you over on the next one bye bye
Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Crystal and I are really here as Defined Hearts to provide value to you with our unique insights. If you have found any of this episode valuable to you, we ask that you share with a friend, tag us with a highlight on Instagram, and write us a review so we can reach more people. Human design and astrology are tools to guide us toward our transformation. You are a unique and beautiful being, and we encourage you to let that light inside of you shine bright. See you in the next episode, friends.